some incredibly strange wrestlers. And uh, I was so. <laughs> so uh, you know what? What a. Uh, what 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 have you thought about some of the first of all what are some of the things that you've seen incredibly strange wrestling I, the very first time that I had ever got any of the tapes or anything it was called California Creative Wrestling and it was like 1994 1995 early 94 late into 95 and I don't know how I came about it I don't really remember like why I got it or anything like that I just remember thinking like it was really fucking crazy and they went under California Creative Wrestling extremely strange wrestling and incredibly strange wrestling. I don't know the lineage of the names and what came first. I know that California Creative was the first one. Um, and the guy that owned it was a guy named J.R. Benson. And I don't know uh, how the connection between him and Jim Cornette, but they're, they're supposedly tight. Um, they're, they're friends. Uh, they talk about it a lot on, on the shows. I've heard Cornette mention J.R. Benson. Um, in fact, in the, this ISW, the very first time, one of the very first tapes I had at the end of the tape had that, uh, that camcorder footage that Chris Jericho filmed in the backseat of the car when, when oh, yeah, Jim yeah. Cornette, when they the were at the Wendy's and he got out of the car and he started flipping the fuck out. That was the first time I saw it was that on one of these tapes. So J.R. Benson and Jim Cornette are, are tight somehow. Um, so I, I, I flipped it on here so you can kind of check it out and see what are some of the things. That Bro, <laughs> I, you know, you got this guy here, man. You know, he's got a bandana on. You know, he kind of catches my eyes. got some nice hair. You know, he's getting power bombed through a table on the outside and concrete and of course his his girl goes over there you know she walks over she's got a little skirt on she's trying to revive the dumb fuck he ain't getting up so <laughs> next thing you know she does is she starts taking a taking a piss on this guy's face she's peeing right over his face oh brother's brother's ready to go now he's shaking they got the hair all wet he's hulking up you know he's grabbing a chair he's throwing it in the ring you know and he's firing on everybody that's yeah. I mean, that's this guy here, man. I guess it's some wild stuff. I'm, it, it's it's very, you know, it's being looking looking at it. It looks 1995. It looks 1995. It, it, you know, it, it, the weather beating the shit out of each other. But one thing I tell you, I don't like is the uh, the hepid. What was it? The, 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 the HIV, HIV needles. Oh, infected hell, all that now. Needles. Uh, that shit right there. <laughs> and it's, it's a match. Yeah, think of the timeline. Yeah, yeah. So it's they're like really, really freaking out about yeah, this stuff. Be yeah, but what's so funny is that match. Both of the guys fall on the hyper, on the needles. <laughs> yeah, so they both bump on top of the needles. Great. It's very timely because. When you look at the way they're dressed and like the, the one guy's sunglasses and how he's got his beard trimmed yeah. and uh you know it's kind of that grungy it's definitely it, it, it's 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 the 1995 and like we saw those that those that footage where uh they were wrestling while there was actually the live music happening at the same time yeah it's just very odd stuff and paulie uh, the, the, the homeless guy who I don't know what the story on him is, but he's a legitimate homeless dude that and this was even before that whole bum fights phenomenon came out later on in the 90s. You, you know, you remember that, right? Bum fights? Uh, not so much, really. Uh, so bum just... fights. Oh, man. Oh, so bum fights. And this is very, yeah, this is super 90s, too. You know, I, I think like, I don't know, maybe, 90, maybe in the 90s now. 97, 98, you know, um, but bum fights was... And this was all a shoot, and these guys actually have been prosecuted and gone to jail over this shit. Um, like some college teenagers that had a camcorder, 
and they're walking around. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember where, you know, if it was California, New York, or where it was. But they were walking around and finding bums and giving them, like, 10, 15 bucks to fight each other. Oh, and they were filming fight. it. And, and it was called bum fights. I guess, I guess. And uh, they were filming it. And, and then they went from, like, paying bums to, to fight each other to paying bums to, like, take shits on their faces and, like, you know, doing just really yeah. fucked up things to them. That, that, there was this one, and I've seen them and stuff, because I remember, you know, I was, remember I was a kid. I was, I was a, a young teenager, and I was thinking about this the other day, and, and this is kind of about this whole tape trader. Um, the, the reason why I wanted, th this podcast isn't necessarily about 90s wrestling, but it's more about the whole tape trader, you know, th that, that whole time period of what things were like pop culture wise what things were like you know just in our society and like the whole grunge rock thing and the, the way you know the bands that were heavy metal mainstream everything was kind of seen as hokey and cheesy and and yeah. you know vh1 you know, mainstream felt like VH1, where everything else was MTV. Everything else was, you know, the the underneath. And so, like, that's why indie wrestling got so popular in the '90s, and and then wrestling in general, because wrestling, you know, wrestling was real raunchy. And 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 the reason why I think sometimes it doesn't age real well is because it is kind of raunchy to today's standards. But at the mm -hmm. time, that was just kind of how every all all media was, from music to movies to television to everyone was pushing boundaries and. And, and kind of, you know, stepping, tippy-toeing uh, tippy over the line, you know? Um, well, they were doing that here. So, <laughs> yeah, what were we even talking about? I got on this, this whole... It's, it's, it's insane, whatever, wrestling out of California here in, uh, two, no, was it 95? Brother just got... His face peed on again. He's poking up. <laughs> and beating each other with chairs like know, that. And coming off the garage door there, you know. Looked like Rex. That's, that's Vic Grimes right there. <laughs> Vic Grimes? Yeah, Vic Grimes. He was in ECW. Uh, he had a cup of coffee in the WWE called yeah. uh, Kilo. Kilo. So, <clears throat> this, is, this is some crazy stuff. Um, what else, Johnny? Well, I tell you what. I, uh, what else? I was watching. Uh, it was uh, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson uh -huh. versus the Rock and Roll Express. Uh huh. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Awesome match, man. I mean, you could you could kill Ricky Morton. Brother was firing, firing. You know, <laughs> this is one of the matches to me. Uh, made me want to <clears throat> hook up with old JD Sloan over here and get a little tag team going. Either that or Nigel Baseball Cap. <laughs> Get a tag team one way or the other. The the uh, the 90s were were awesome match, 1990 WCW. I was I've been watching over the last couple of weeks and it, it was really good. I've noticed that you know a lot of times I think WCW gets kind of some unfair heat because it was so mismanaged and people talk about how poorly managed it was that they don't spend enough time. You know they always had good talent. Yeah, great talent. They always you know had good. Matches uh, for the most part. I noticed though, and I was talking about this on the last podcast that man, sometimes if you watch some of their pay per views, there's like twelve matches in a two hour time span. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many Squeezing matches. Squeezing them all in there. Squeezing yeah. them all in there, and there was one I was watching. Look, the abortionist. Yeah, brothers over yeah, here the giving abortion gonna... right now. <laughs> Never mind him, you know. Get ready, go into the heat. But and I also noticed in WCW in the in the nineties, there's a lot of commentators. Yeah. You notice that? Like, Tony Schiavone. I love Tony Schiavone. Um, 
by the way. Jesse Ventura, uh, Gordon Soley, Eric Bischoff, uh, you know, Bob Geigel. Uh, uh, Geigel. <laughs> you threw that one around, around, around my head there. I don't know if I... Bob Geigel. Yes. He was also the announcer for Smoky, Smoky Mountain. SMW. Okay. With Dutch Mantel. I got um, Dirty Dutch. But sometimes, you know, a pay-per-view would have six commentators on, on one show. Well, for 12, yeah, 14 like, matches. Yeah. Sometimes, I was watching one show that had seven matches on the pay-per-view. Five of them were tag team matches. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but they always had good talent. They always had good matches. Just sometimes the booking and the the, the poor management and talent relations kind of overshadows. And they had some, you know, some ridiculous guys in there, too. They put Brad Armstrong in a Spider-Man outfit to, and called him Arachnaman. And they brought in the ding-dongs because, <laughs> you know... Jim Hurd thought it'd be funny to that they can't be pinned if they're hunchbacks. Yeah. Um, they yeah, did a, right. lot of, a lot of, you know, ridiculous... I mean, there was bad, you know, Van Hammer, you know, that Van yeah. Hammer worked for him more than once, too. Um, so there was, you know, they had their... But you know what's weird? I always liked... And I, this, I may be completely different than everyone else in the whole world. I always liked uh, the mid-carter. The... the the underneath guys, more sometimes than the, the main eventers, you know, like, I, I, I like the, Paul, I was always a fan of Paul Roma, or Jim Powers, or, uh, uh, who are some other good, you know, the, uh, Armstrong, uh, Scotty Flamingo, I always like Scotty Flamingo, I like Raven too, don't get me wrong, Raven, Raven's a much better character, but Scotty Flamingo was great, I like that mid